Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Economists have warned that the job market this year will not be as rosy as it was in 2022. And this all comes as economic growth is projected to be slower for 2023. And foreign labor inflows are expected to increase, easing the tightness in the labor market. And you would have noticed recent retrenchments in the tech sector as well as a slump in manufacturing. These have also dampened job prospects in these fields. Economies around the globe are feeling the impact of rising inflation. Don't forget. And of course, the result moves by many central banks to raise borrowing costs. This is a deliberate move to slow economic activity to bring down those prices. So what's in store for us in terms of the labor market? Ken Tan, the Director of Specialized Contracting and Professional Services and Head of Sales at Perso Kelly, will be, uh, is with us right now on the phone. Thanks for joining us uh, this afternoon, Ken. Let's start off by uh, talking about some of the key highlights and trends uh, that we saw in 2022. Labor shortage right, is one of them. Right. Thanks, Timothy and uh, Bharati for having me here today. Right. So overall for the Singapore's labor market, it has continued to improve on all fronts during the first quarter of 2022, with the total employment expanding to 42,000. And this growth momentum was maintained during the third quarter of 2022. And the total employment continued to expand robustly, mm-hmm. although there were some signs that the momentum of the improvement improvements could slow in the quarters ahead. So while Singapore saw a rise in terms of the growth factors among resident employment, for example, financial services, ICT, professional services, health and social services, we also saw a decline in terms of the consumer-facing sector. However, this is also mainly due to the seasonal pattern of temporary workers hired for year-end festivities living in the following quarter. And besides this, we also saw a rise in terms of job vacancies in 2022, even reaching a new high of more than 126,000 in the second quarter. Wow. And and most of these job vacancies were in construction and manufacturing, financial services, ICT, public administration, as well as education. Mm. You mentioned things such as construction and manufacturing. These are industries dependent on foreign labor, though, right? We have to note that. Yes, yes, that's right. And hospitality, FNB as well. Yes. Mm, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so they are heavily reliant on foreign talent, but because of the opening of the border restriction, I think we are seeing an influx of uh, foreign talent to come in to ease the labor shortage in these industries. So this year, how exactly are you expecting these numbers to change? Right. I think firstly, there will be a few significant factors affecting Singapore's job market uh, outlook right now. So, for example, we are talking about the global economic downturn, higher global inflation, geopolitical tensions, and there is also the ongoing uh, ongoing pandemic crisis that is still uncertain in its trajectory and may still linger on for some time. And lastly, also the technological disruption, particularly in digitalization, which will continue to cause uh, some structural changes that will make jobs uh, and skills redundant. But having said that, it's not entirely all gloomy for local employees and job seekers because in 2023, we can expect the labor market to recover in the non-resident workforce due to the what I've earlier mentioned, the relaxing of border restrictions. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, this will elevate the current labor market tightness as it catches up with the resident employment growth. And also, in many sectors, such as hospitality, construction, and healthcare, 
they are still all experiencing labor shortages. So for the Singaporean workers, the increase in recent employment also came from industries such as ICT, professional services, as well as financial services. In Singapore, we are seeing a very strong recovery in terms of our air travel, as well as international visitor arrivals will continue to benefit sectors related to aviation and tourism. So this will include entertainment and recreation, as well as consumer-facing sectors such as the F&B services. And lastly, the lifting of the travel restriction in Singapore and the region has also boosted the recovery of the professional services sector. Okay, Ken, you mentioned about the labor tightness in those sectors that you talked about, construction, F&B, hospitality. Is there going to be any kind of reprieve for employers trying to look for people to work in their workplaces and not getting any at all? Well, I think for companies in these sectors, what they are trying to do is in terms of the, they are trying to reduce the attrition rate Mm -hmm. of their employees, particularly for the Singaporean workers. They are trying hard to come up with incentives as well as schemes to better retain the workers in those sectors. Speaking more broadly, I think a lot of companies are trying out new ways of attracting and retaining talent. And one of the methods that has been talked about is to offer remote work options or at least hybrid work options. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing in this arena and what other methods are companies using or should they use in order to attract the best? Right. I think especially for the younger generation, remote working or hybrid working arrangement has been quite a norm in in their life already. So from what we see, a lot of our clients are actually offering this kind of arrangement for their employees. And in fact, a lot of job seekers are particularly looking for hybrid uh, working arrangement or remote working arrangement. Let's talk about salaries, Ken. What exactly are you seeing in terms of the most prominent salary trends that job seekers should be looking out for? I think it will depend on industries because various sectors will differ from uh, industries to industries. But what we are seeing is that the technology industry is still going strong in terms of the salaries that they offer Mm -hmm. because of the tight supply of uh, tech talents. I know that although we have seen a lot of, uh, I would say, retrenchment from the tech industries, but if you look closely, about 80% of those uh, workers that are being retrenched are actually non-tech talents. So in fact, the tech talents are still very much in demand. And I would say that the tech industries would uh, offer very high salary in terms of to, to try to attract the best talent to their companies. Now, we were talking about this phenomenon called rage applying just a couple of days ago. Mm. And uh, Mm. it turns out Gen Zs can just, you know, send out their resumes and get an offer that is good enough for them to move. So what would your advice be in this kind of climate that we're having? Should employees stay or move on? Right. I think for rage applying is not something that is new, but it's just that (laughs) along with... uh, It's just a new name, really, to what many of us have been doing. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's just a name that they have given to, to this, um, this kind of behavior. But uh, I would say that along with uh, job hopping or job changing, rich applying has also been on the rise. So like you mentioned, more and more of the younger generations are choosing to act on gaining better benefits, such as uh, pay rates, especially through the trend of uh, rich applying. So personally, I feel that while it's important to work towards a career that feels rewarding in itself, we should also focus on the benefits that come with uh, working your way up in an organization, uh, adapting to the workplace, and also more importantly, constantly upskilling yourself. 
Mm. Let's talk a little bit more about upskilling, considering the issues that you have highlighted that we can expect in the coming year. How exactly should individuals approach upskilling? I mean, where do you even start when it comes to deciding which area to go into, how deeply to go into it? I mean, these days we're even seeing new job roles, such as chief remote officer or a lot of jobs coming up in head the ESG. Head of hype and culture. Yeah, head of hype and culture. A lot of jobs mm. coming up in the ESG arena as well. So what's your advice to job seekers as they process all of this and make themselves more employable? I think for job seekers, they would uh, they should probably do some research in, in terms of uh, what is the most in-demand kind of skill set in their industry or in their job function. But I would say generally, based on the various uh, reports our government has published, I would say soft skills will be the most in-demand post-pandemic. So for example, we are talking about teamwork as well as leadership capability. But because uh, surveys have also shown that these are the top, top few skill sets that uh, employers would uh, value the most when deciding whether to hire someone as an employee. All right, Ken, thank you very much for joining us uh, this hour. Ken Tan is Director at Specialized Contracting and Professional Service Head of Sales at Persol Kelly talking about the employment landscape in Singapore. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.